Park Hopping Podcast number 27. Celebrating 10 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that anyone can have their own podcast. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, I spoke a little bit about perception and what makes a ride a classic ride, at least as far as I see it from my perception, and specifically about the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Now, I also promised that we'd do a little park hopping this time and go through both the original in Disneyland and the sequel version in the Magic Kingdom in Florida. And so that's what we're going to do today. But of course, it wouldn't be the Park Hopping Podcast without me talking a little bit, or a lot of bit, before we actually got to the good stuff. In tribute to the closure of Pirates of the Caribbean this March at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, I'd like to present a ride-through of both versions. Now, to me, neither of these are truly the classic versions, since they've both been altered from how they were when I first experienced them in the 1970s. Again, this is about perception. The Florida one has the updated barrel pirate dialogue, and the Disneyland version is the post-90s version. But, you know, after another four months... To all the kids who are growing up at Disneyland and Walt Disney World today, they very well may uh, see the new version uh, modeled after the movie to be the classic version for them that they've always known. Now, the Disneyland version of Pirates opened up in 1967 in New Orleans Square, while Florida got their version in 1973. This was two years after the Magic Kingdom opened. Pirates was not planned to be part of the Florida version of the Magic Kingdom because they figured it was too close to the real thing and nobody would be interested. They were going to build something called the Western River Expedition, which was going to be a similar type ride system based on the Wild West. Hey, makes a lot of sense if you're about as far east as you can go. But people were wondering where the Pirates were, so a few years after opening... Disney was able to add a uh, a version of Pirates in Florida. Now, it was added in, a, in part of a special section of Adventureland they named the Caribbean Plaza, since there is no New Orleans Square at Walt Disney World, because, again, it's just a few states away from the real New Orleans. Now, the Disneyland version is almost twice as long as the Florida sequel, mostly from a much longer opening cavern sequence and an ending sequence that's a little extra before it returns to the loading area. At Disneyland, there was a, a basement area under New Orleans Square that was planned for kind of a walkthrough pirates-themed wax museum. Now, after developing human animatronics like Mr. Lincoln and the Carousel of Progress figures, oh, and the boat system used for It's a Small World, all of this was done for the 1964 World's Fair that Walt Disney and his guys worked on. Well, after this, Walt and his team decided to build a full-blown ride for pirates instead of doing a little walkthrough. Now, it wouldn't fit into the basement area, so it had to be built outside of the actual park, outside of Disneyland on the other side of the elevated railroad track berm. So the basement area was themed as caverns just to kind of fill the space, and the boats would go down two sets of small waterfalls to lower them down enough to go under the railroad tracks and get outside the park to the huge show, show building out there. Before returning to the unload area, the boats would then go back up a waterfall with all the guests inside the boat, and then unload in the same area where they loaded originally, so people would be getting off the boats as people would get back on. Now, in Florida, none of this was needed to get it outside of the park, but they wanted a similar ride experience to the Disneyland version, so a smaller cavern section was created with just one waterfall for effect, 
and the guests unload in a separate area, and then the boats actually go back up to the load area without passengers in them. Now, not only does Florida have a much larger and more immersive queue area, it also has the effect of always loading guests into empty boats. I've always liked this about a lot of the Florida rides, since it's kind of neat to feel like you're the first ones getting on the ride, or, or maybe to worry about the fact that no one seems to be returning from their trip through the Caribbean. I think the empty cars at Florida's Space Mountain kind of scared me when I was a kid because I thought people might be falling out of them. I wasn't a big fan of roller coasters, but my, my dad had this really great, uh, let's see, what was his, his parental guidance thing? Um, ride it or we're going home and never coming back. I think it was something like that. Well, in California, after a very short outdoor zigzaggy queue area, you enter the show building and get to see a small beach area where the boats kind of pass in front of it, going back to the unload area. And on that little beach area is a treasure map, an animatronic parrot sitting on a treasure chest, and the map has fiber optics that light up to read Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, the parrot was actually only added about 10 years ago, around 1996, I think. I'd, I'd have to check my photos to find out when it was put, but I, I do remember it wasn't there, and then after a year or so, they uh, they added it. And it doesn't really talk. It squawks, dead men tell no tales every now and then, and just kind of moves. Um, now, by the way, the next time you're there, take a close look at that map. And it will actually have a, a kind of a skull and crossbones on the corner of it if you catch it under proper lighting, like take a flash picture of it. It's, it's something that I, I had never noticed for a long time. Um, might be obvious to you, but it was really cool when I was looking at my pictures and went, hey, that's a, that's a skull. Anyway, so you walk through this little area, and then you go to Lafitte's Landing, where the boats are waiting for you, and you get on the boats, and you travel through the swamps of Louisiana. You see fireflies flickering about. There's a shooting star across the ceiling that's uh, set up to look like the night sky. Uh, you know, there's um, alligators and, and uh, houseboats, and you can uh, see a restaurant. You actually pass by the Blue Bayou Restaurant, where people are dining at night at a restaurant located next to the swamps. That's realism. Anyway, um, then you go through some passages, some brickwork passages, and go directly under a talking skull before you drop into the caverns and the ride begins. Now, in Florida, they actually had their parrot first, and it was outside of the attraction to get people to come inside, kind of like the Barker bird that the Tiki Room used to have in uh, Disneyland when it first opened. There was a bird outside of the Tiki Room that would talk to get people to come in and see what this new attraction was. They actually had a Barker bird at the Tiki Room in Florida as well until they uh, they updated it in the mid-90s to um, change it, and they got rid of the Barker bird there. I guess by this time, everybody you know pretty much knew what the Tiki Room was. Well, anyway, there's that uh, parrot sitting outside the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction in Florida, and he's got a peg leg and an eye patch, and an anchor tattoo is, is, uh, is on his plucked chest, and he breathes and he talks and he sings the song. Anyway, so after this parrot, you walk through an immense fortress past cannons and barrels and tables and even get to look down on some skeletons playing a game of chess. It's a very immersive queue area that leads to kind of a double-sided loading area. Now, way back when, they actually loaded two different um, areas, two different boats, and then they would kind of merge back onto the main waterway outside. And now it's kind of covered up in both left and right sides load at the same little trough. And they've done the same thing at several other theme parks I've gone to that had kind of log flume rides that used to load from two areas, and now they just use one. So I, I don't know, maybe there was an accident and theme parks got scared and took it away. But I've been to about three theme parks that used to have that dual-sided loading that now load both sides on the same side. So anyway, once you're on the actual ride, 
Uh, the talking skull is different. It's just a skull and crossbones in Florida, and he's off to the left-hand side. But most of the major show scenes were recreated in Florida. The skeleton's on the beach with the seagull and the hat and the crab nearby is there. The skeleton at the steering wheel and the rain and lightning is there. The pirate ship attacking the fortress. The wind auction, sorry, winch auction and chase scene. The burning village. The pirates in the jail trying to get the key from the dog. Um, so but the differences are mainly in California. The caverns have a lot of extra skeleton scenes, including a bar scene with skeletons drinking, and you can see the liquid pour down the empty rib cage. There's the captain's quarters and the skeletons in a bed reading a treasure map through a magnifying glass while a harpsichord plays the Yoho theme nearby. There's a treasure room filled with pirate loot and a skeleton sitting on a large pile with shimmering coins and jewels all around him. And, you know, again, these are all things that are not in Florida. And for those of you who have only been to the Florida version, you may not realize that the big treasure room sequence from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie was inspired by the scene at Disneyland. So there's a lot of scenes in the movie that are actually based on elements only found in the California version of Pirates. There's a few other things in the movie that were directly lifted from the California version of the ride, such as the skeletal pirate in the movie that takes a drink um, from a bottle and it pours down his ribcage. Well, you see that in California. Um, I can only guess that someone who's only seen the Florida version of the ride might actually think that the ride and the movie didn't have a lot of things in common. But if you'd seen the California version, you'd probably say, oh, wow, they put a lot of stuff into it. So the same thing was actually true about the Haunted Mansion movie, which had a lot of scenes directly based on loading areas and stuff from California that are actually done quite different, differently at the one in, in Florida. So actually, that might be a good uh, future show topic, too. Okay, so I digress. In California, near the end, you pass under creaking timbers with all kinds of stuff. Feels like the roof's going to fall down on you. But right before you get to the gelled pirates. And then you go through a final scene with drunken pirates firing their guns all around you. And then you go up the waterfall. And in Florida, they have their own special ending scene, which is a similar treasure room. And you can see a couple of soldiers tied up at the back. And there's a drunken pirate uh, without shoes on. You ever notice that his toes wiggle? I don't think that there's wiggling toes anywhere at Disneyland anymore. And, oh, and speaking of wiggling toes, can you name one more place with wiggling toes at the Magic Kingdom in Florida? Let me know if you... Uh, know what I'm talking about. Anyway, in the past 10 years, a lot of updates have been done at Disneyland. There's been a skull-shaped cloud effect. There were shadows of sword-fighting pirates added above a wall in the burning village scene, but then they moved it into the room with the ship battle scene later so it would be more visible. Skeletons were added in the extra cells before you get to the gel scene. And um, then the most recent change, part of those uh, skeletons was adding some of the... Uh, actually, they added a couple of pirates in the last scene pulling treasure bags and some that I mentioned in the last podcast in the Burning Village scene. But the most recent thing that they did at Disneyland is in the fortress scene, they actually uh, have voices coming from the fortress that have been there forever. They've added a couple of, um, of uh, figures that will kind of pop up to the dialogue as if there's people up there talking back to the ship now. And I believe those were from World of Motion Horizons or something like that. Um, Disneyland also updated the water cannon effects in 2005, and there's some mega-powerful cannons that splash almost up to the ceiling. And it's interesting to notice that the way the cannons fire from the pirate ship in that scene and the way the, the water splashes, they're done different different ways between Florida and California. They have kind of a different effect on each of those, so they're not just using the same uh, same mechanisms, which I always thought was a little interesting. Anyway, and this, this really doesn't even include some of the uh, changes that were done with the big politically correct updates, you know, in the 90s, and when they really added a lot of figures and moved some things around. So my point is there's been a lot of things that have been done to the Disneyland version 
just in the last 10 years. Now, in Florida, I'm not so sure about what's been done. Um, I actually haven't been on the ride since 1999, but I don't recall noticing any changes during my 80s and 90s visits and nothing significant. Um, so perhaps someone can point me to a website that might detail similar changes in Florida. So let's uh, grab our park hopper pass and park hop over to California where we're going to ride the original Pirates of the Caribbean attraction at Disneyland. And I'm going to talk through some of the scenes that are there, explaining the order and some of the differences between them. And then we'll do the same thing with the one in Florida. And you can kind of get an idea, uh, using the one that you're familiar with, how different or similar it is to the other one. And then there'll be a follow-up podcast after this one that will be just the audio without anybody in the boat talking with you. So let's go. Okay, this ride-through was recorded uh, December 15th, 2001. You can hear somebody dropping a plate over in the Blue Bayou. All right, so we're at Lafitte's Landing, and we're about to head out. It's uh, completely dark inside. It's at night. There's a, a moon and a shooting star above, fireflies out in the distance, and it's like we're going through the, the bayous of Louisiana. So soon we'll be underway here. It's a very, very different opening from the one in Florida. Now, as we go through the bayou, we uh, can look around, and there's some old houseboats with flickering candlelight, um, you know, like gas lanterns on them. You pass an alligator. Um, there's the fireflies. And off to the right-hand side is the Blue Bayou restaurant that's just a few feet taller than the water from where the people are sitting. And, you know, it's maybe a good 30, 40, 50 feet from where the boats are passing, but there's actually people dining, and you can see the little uh, handles on the tables and things like that. To the left-hand side, uh, just past the water, um, is a uh, painted backdrop that's supposed to look like the swamplands going back out. That's actually a walking passage, and if you watch over there when you go by, occasionally you'll see a cast member walking through, and it's actually probably a few feet lower from what you're seeing, so you kind of see them from the waist up, uh, probably where water level is. Now, coming up, you're going to hear a banjo. There's actually an old shack down here on the left, right before we enter the caverns. And there's an old man sitting in a rocking chair with a pipe. And you hear the banjo music coming from the shack. Now, this figure is actually in Walt Disney World. You can find him along the rivers of America sitting out on a shack out there. So they actually reuse the figure, more or less. Now, as we get closer and we enter into the um, archway... By the way, this figure wasn't there when Pirates of the Caribbean first opened. They actually added him later on. Now, we're going to go into a brick area... And all around us, they've kind of decorated up. This is something else they've done in the last um, last 10 years and kind of made it look like these might be houses in the caverns for whatever reason. So there's, you know, some doorways and some windows with plants growing in them, things like that. Now, directly in front of us, right above an archway, we see a red triangular backdrop with a skull on it that's got the... the uh, it looks like the one from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie poster. It's got kind of a bandana over them. And um, it's actually the skull with the two swords crossing instead of just a skull and crossbones. So it's similar to what they used for the movie, not like the one in Florida that's just a skull and crossbones. He's also wearing a pirate hat. And we go directly under him, and that's where they'll kind of stop the boat for a second if they need to leave a gap for the one in front of you to get down the first waterfall. Now, when we go through the waterfall here in a second... This has changed over the years. Sometimes you go down and there's light. Sometimes it's pitch black. Uh, currently, it's almost completely dark. Okay, so here we go. About to go down the first waterfall. 
soon as we get to the bottom, a little splash, and we start hearing the Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho theme song, and we're in the darkly lit caverns. Now, we'll zigzag through these caverns, and there's waterfalls and um, lighting effects, things like that all around us. But we're going to kind of go straight, and then we're going to kind of turn a little bit to the right, and we're going to go down the second waterfall. go we can hear the voice saying dead men tell no tales and directly in front of us is a waterfall and behind it they added what looks like clouds and the clouds will kind of shimmer in and shiver out and they're in the shape of a skull and crossbones it's just kind of a little projection effect it uses the same type of reflection reflection projection that they use in spaceship earth at epcot to make the cavemen projections appear and disappear at the very front of that ride. Now up here on our right hand side are the skeletons on the beach. There's one on the ground and there's one with a sword through him standing up as if he was impelled against the wall. The one standing up has got the bird on his head. There's also one crab on the ground clicking around. This is on our right hand side. Directly in front of us before we turn to the left is the skeleton at the will of the crashed ship with wind and rain and lightning, and they've changed the lightning effect throughout the years. Right now it's just got a couple of quick flashes, but it's been kind of a spotlight technique for a while. And as we go towards it, we're going to turn to the left and enter some of the first skeleton sequences that are not duplicated in Florida. Turning to the left, up on our right-hand side is a sign that says, Stow Your Weapons, and it's kind of a bar scene with two skeletons frozen there. One of them's drinking, and the uh, liquid looks like it's pouring down his rib cage. And there's swords and weapons and a table. And this is actually directly under the ramp that you take going up when you exit the ride. So that's if you look, the roof kind of slopes up and to the right. Thanks to Steve for pointing this out to me. And that is the place going up when you, in the final seat. To the left-hand side is the, the uh, captain's quarters with a bed and a table and a harpsichord. And there's a skeleton in the bed with a magnifying glass looking at a treasure map. There's a chandelier, there's maps on the wall, in this version of the Pirates theme. Then we go through a little bit of dark cavern, and up towards us on the left is the massive treasure room. We can see the skeleton sitting on the treasure, and he's got a hat and, and uh, kind of torn up clothes, and in his hand he's holding something, some kind of treasure. And a few years back they actually added some fiber optics to that to make the treasure in his hand kind of sparkle. Beautiful, beautiful color all over the place when they've really got everything going here. Now, in a minute, we're going to enter a dark passageway, and we're going to hear some of the dialogue. And this dialogue contains lines like, You've seen the cursed treasure, which, of course, is part of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie plot, The Cursed Treasure. The movie tries to imply that maybe these skeletons were the ones that uh, are seen as skeletons when they're in the moonlight. We're in pretty much complete darkness at this point. And up ahead is kind of mist. 
a heavy, heavy, foggy mist that we're about to drive through. Getting close to the foggy mist. The mist is us being teleported back in time to see what happened to these pirate skeletons that we've just seen. And as we kind of turn to the left, it makes it look as if the ship is actually moving forward. It's an angle thing they use to kind of bring the ship into view the same way that the tunnels at the train station on Main Street kind of bring Main Street into view a little bit at a time because Walt wanted to do something with curtains that would open and close to let you into the show, and that was impractical, so they, they do things like this. Up ahead on the left is the Wicked Winch pirate ship with the captain and the figures bobbing up and down behind the cannons. And on the right-hand side is the fortress. And in Disneyland today, you can actually see two figures that pop up when you hear the fortress guys talk back. Now, directly in front of us, right before we turn to the right and go to the, the dunking scene, there's kind of another little fortress thing. And on the second level, we can see the shadow of two pirates fighting, swords and fists. And at one point, they kind of spin around and make the shape of Mickey Mouse. And uh, that was something they added. They tried it somewhere else in the attraction above the guy lying down with the pigs. It used to be up on the wall that was on fire way up and behind him, but people weren't seeing it. They moved it over here. We can hear them fighting to the left now. Now we go through the scene and we kind of turn to the right. Our left-hand side is like an archway, which is where they take the boats out of the attraction. And in front of us, we can see the dunking scene. We see the pirate with a sword in his hand, next to the mayor being ducked, the mayor's wife popping out of the window up above. We see the, the guys that are all tied up and shaking while the other pirate pulls and the rope that raises and lowers the mare. There's a pirate holding a flute that plays it and another pirate thumbing his knife. And pirate with the uh, gun that shoots Carlos's wife. Very, very similar to the one in Florida. We kind of turn to the left and up in front of us on the left-hand side is the winch auction. We've got a handful of not very nice looking winches all lined up and the beautiful redhead waiting her turn and up on stage is the beautiful uh, winch in the red dress or sorry the uh, the heavy set winch that's currently being auctioned and there's a group of pirates on the right hand side i believe there's a few extra animals in this version that weren't replicated in florida or they were added in california later on And then as we're about to go under an archway, there's two pirates up at the top, and one of the pirates is holding a bottle. And when it's working, the bottle will actually fill with liquid, and at some point he'll kind of tip it over, and it'll pour out down below. So when that's actually working, he's really got something. Now we start seeing some changes. We're about to go into the burning city, and we see on the left there's a horse, a pirate with a basket, and a goat up on a barrel. And as the pirate turns from left to right, the goat tries to bend over and get the apple. When he turns the other way, the horse tries to bend forward. Now to the left, we see the pirate holding a turkey leg with a pig next to him, a dog barking at a barrel with a cat that pops up out of it, a drunken pirate sitting on some barrels at the back, some other pirates catching the liquid coming out of it. We see the chase scene. The pirates are being chased by the woman, and they're all carrying food, so I guess she's mad that they're stealing her food. We turn to the right, and then we see old Bill sitting there with a couple of cats up here on our right-hand side. 
The backdrop of this particular sequence is actually two-dimensional paint. It doesn't actually have real brickwork on it. We go through the tunnel, and then to the left we see our singing pirates and the donkeys whose head is sticking out the door and the dog that's sitting on the floor next to them that barks along. The bass pirate is the voice of Thurl Ravencroft, who's also the bass singer of the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion. And now we're at a very similar burning village scene to the one in Florida. Got the two pirates leaning on each other, another pirate trying to get out of a boat with a bunch of hats on his head. Up on our right, we've got a pirate laying in the mud with the pigs. Up on the wall is a parrot on a barrel. And the pirate that hangs his foot over and the, uh, the leg has hair on it. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, but his uh, mug, at least in California, has flames coming out of the mug as if the mug is on fire. There's the hairy leg right above us. I actually changed the leg out sometime in the last year or so, and it wasn't hairy at all. And then it got a little hairier. Then they uh, took the pirate away sometime in 2005. We were there one day, and he was gone, but the parrot was... No, no, the parrot was there, but the guy with the legs wasn't. And then the next day we rode it, and both the parrot and the guy with the legs were gone. It was kind of interesting because when they took away the parrot, the soundtrack was still playing, so there was a ghost parrot. Okay, now we're passing to the right a couple of uh, gel cells with skeletons in it, and we see the first one with a couple of pirates, and then the second one with the three pirates with the bone and the rope, and the dog with the key. That dog's never going to move. Now we pass a section that's not in Florida. It's a bunch of creaking timbers, and they're glowing with red. And chairs and tables up above us kind of lashed in. I'm not really sure what we're supposed to be going under, but it's creaking and making all kinds of noises. I think someone told me this is where the train passes over, but I don't know if that's the case. And in front of us is the last and final scene. On the right-hand side, we see a couple of pirates with guns leaning over uh, various things, shooting. On the left-hand side, there's the famous pirate laying on a laying on a cannon, and as he shoots his gun, the cannon kicks back a little, and there's ricochet shots along armor hanging on the wall and splashes in the water. So we've got three pirates to our right. We've got one pirate to our left on the cannon, and then right when we're about to go up the ramp, and directly under this ramp is where the uh, skeleton bar scene is. We're going up the ramp to the left-hand side are two pirates. One is at the back trying to lift a big treasure bag, and the one at the front is trying to pull it on a rope. These two were formerly in World of Motion at Epcot, and they were trying to get a stubborn horse or donkey or mule or something to um, get up. So we're about to start going up the ramp. On the left-hand side are those two parrots fighting the treasure bag, and if you look closely, it's kind of fallen down these days, but there's a uh, portrait of Blackbeard the Pirate. I'm the famous Blackbeard uh, pirate in the Disney movie. Here's the closing dialogue they added here to kind of uh, end the show. And as we're going up the ramp, they added a couple of skeletal pirates trying to make it up the side as if they were trying to escape with the treasure and they couldn't. Might also be because we're about to go back up, up above and it's moonlight's out there. Again, they're tying the skeletons in with the outdoor scenes. Now we're almost at the top of the waterfall. And we're on the back side of the bayou. 
I'm going to splash over this little little uh, dip here, and then we're going to go forward a little bit. To the right side is the back edge of the loading area where people get off the boats and then walk to the exit. So we go forward a little bit. We see some fireflies. We kind of turn to the left just a little bit, and now we're going to do kind of a circle all the way around to the right. To the right-hand side of us is that island with the treasure map and the parrot and the Pirates of the Caribbean sign. To the left is where people are waiting to get on the ride. When I taped this, there wasn't a single person in line. Fiber optic map, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirate flag behind it. There's a skull and again the um, swords below it instead of crossbones. And now in front of us we see Lafitte's landing again and the unload area as we back up around a couple of um, boats here. The boats have gotten repainted in Disneyland in the last couple of years. Instead of the, the solid colors with numbers, they're now all painted to look like they're um, wooden, and they all have names. I'm sure somebody's got a list of them. I would imagine the names are all different. Pulling in under the Lafitte's landing sign, we see people getting into the boat in front of us. On the left-hand side, they're loading in, and they will move forward, and then we will take their position. Directly to the right side of us is a firefly. You can find the fireflies at Walt Disney World in the dinosaur attraction at Disney's Animal Kingdom. There's a couple of the fake fireflies there. Ahoy, mates. Welcome back. Abandon ship to the right and have a good evening. Okay, so now the ride is over. We're getting out of the ride. We walk and go through the turnstiles there at the, at the end of the ride to count how many people have ridden it. We're going to go through the turnstiles, and then we will be right on the other side of where the ramp is that takes people up. We turn to the left, we go down, we're running parallel against the uh, waterfall that goes up that we came in. And we turn to the right, and now we're walking out towards New Orleans Square. Instead of going through a gift shop, we can go straight to New Orleans Square, or we can take the right-hand turn and go directly into the Pieces of Eight Pirates of the Caribbean shop there. And that's where we end. All right, from the time we left the loading area... So when our boat got back to the unload area and we walked down the hall to get out of the attraction building was a little over 18 minutes. Now let's park hop over to Florida and see how the Florida version stacks up. First thing we're going to notice is in Adventureland's Caribbean Plaza, the theming is of course completely different. It's a large, large fortress. And on the outside around the corner, as you approach, you can actually see some cannons and they will fire. So you can hear some cannons firing. And then you can walk up to where the parrot is on the outside, trying to get people to go through the fortress and ride the ride. So let's take a listen to that. This was also played in the previous show. Take your ball. Yes, sir. Yeah. All hands on deck. 
We sailed the dock. Sailed the dock. Okay, and now we're going to walk through the fortress, pass um, kegs of, of gunpowder and cannonballs and cannons and tables and be able to look down and see a couple of skeletons playing chess, and eventually we're going to come to the area where we actually will get on the boat. So it's a much, much different line experience. So let's uh, see how the ride compares. All right, this recording was made on November 6, 1999. We're leaving the load area. Out to the distance on the right, we can see a little ship sailing out into the moonlight. And as we leave the load area, leave the load area, we immediately go into the caverns. There's no bayou, there's no blue bayou restaurant, no alligators, no man on the porch with uh, banjo music or anything like that. It's just immediately into caverns. We kind of go forward and then it curves around to the right. We can hear the dead men tell no tell, just like we hear at Disneyland. But we don't see the, um, the, the, the uh, clouds that make the skull and crossbow. Unless they've added that in the last couple of years, but I haven't read about that. Up ahead you can hear the seagull from the beach scene, the skeletons on the beach. But instead of being on the right-hand side like it is at California, it's on the left-hand side in Florida. We see a skeleton kind of in a little pit in the ground. We see another skeleton on the ground with a sword in his back. We see a crab on the ground in front of that skeleton. And then we see the other skeleton that's impelled against the wall with a sword coming out of his chest and a seagull that's made its home in his head. Now directly in front of us on the right-hand side is the skeleton that's driving the wrecked ship with the cells and the wind and the rain and the lightning flashing. Well, that's very similar. And up ahead on the left-hand side of the wall is a regular skull and crossbones. The skull's got an eye patch and a headband. And a different voice. And then we go immediately down the one and only waterfall in Florida. Now we hear the dialogue that we hear in the long tunnel scene at Disneyland, but you can hear up ahead the cannons from the big uh, ship and fortress scene, so we're already there. So what takes a good number of minutes to get to at the Disneyland version is basically done in the first minute or two in Florida. So we're already looking at the fortress on the right-hand side, and over on the left-hand side is the pirate ship cannons and splashes in the water. Fundamentally the same, very similar scene to the one in California. Sorry about the people talking in the boat. This is why I do all my uh, dialogue after the fact when I'm uh, putting these things together rather than talking while I'm actually on it. We don't pass through as much fog in Florida as we do at Disneyland when everything's working there. 
We also don't have the shadow fighting pirates. That uh, other level of the fortress is kind of here in Florida, but it doesn't have the projection of the fighting pirates. And now we go into the dunking scene. Up ahead on the right-hand side, we see the men all being lined up to be dunked in the well. The mayor is currently in there, and his wife is hollering at him from the window up above. We've got the pirate holding a sword in one hand and a hook in the other, just like in California now. already hear the next scene, because up here on our left-hand side is going to be the auction sequence. Notice the accordion music here. It's much more predominant. I'm not even sure if they play the accordion version of the theme song right here in California. If they do it, it sure doesn't seem as loud. Now, the auction scene is fundamentally the same. We've got the men bidding on the winches on the right-hand side of us. On the left-hand side is the auctioneer and the women being lined up, the redhead and the heavyset winch that's currently being auctioned off, and, of course, the pirates with the guns. Now, they say that the animatronic at Disneyland, the auctioneer, is the most sophisticated figure in the entire park, um, probably more sophisticated than Mr. Lincoln, though Lincoln is a newer figure now, because he was just updated a few years ago. But in Florida, the auctioneer moves very fast and very fluid. Looks pretty good. I'm not sure if there's uh, much of a difference between the two. Above us are the two pirates, including the one that's got the bottle in his hand, but I do not know if the one in Florida uh, drips the liquid down. Okay, we go under the under the bridge, and up ahead, on the left, is the chase scene. It's two pirates running around carrying a treasure chest. Next to them is a woman chasing a pirate. In the background, we see two chickens chasing each other, flapping their wings. Above the pirate that's talking, we see more chasing. And there's the pirate holding a magnifying glass and a map. The woman keeps popping up from behind him in a barrel and giggling, just like she always has. And in the last chase scene is a heavyset winch chasing around the pirates. So the Florida version of this scene is closer to the original than Disneyland is now. So if you want to see the original Country Bears or the original chase scene in Pirates, or at least something close to them, come to Florida. And if you want to ride Mr. Toad, go to California. Okay, then here's old Bill and the, the cats up here on our right-hand side, just like at Disneyland. He's dressed a little differently. We go under a few more uh, tunnel-type bridges. And then up here on the left, we see the singing pirates, the three pirates, the dog, and the donkey. And the burning village scene, very similar to the one that's in California. left-hand side, we have the pirate trying to get in and out of the boat with all the hats and his arms full. Uh, behind them, we've got the two pirates hanging on each other, swinging the torch back and forth. Another pirate swinging on a lamppost. Over on the right-hand side, we have the pirate lying down with the pigs in the mud. And if you listen, the pigs are oinking the theme song. And of course, the little bridgeway we're about to pass under has the pirate holding the bear... The, uh, alcohol jug and a parrot next to him and his mug is also on fire here in Florida 
His foot is muddy and his leg is hairy. Then we go through a little tunnel. We don't go through the um, the creaking creaking wood or anything like that. We're immediately at the gel cell. And it doesn't have all the extra gel cells like California has. It just has the two. The guys at the back and the pirates up closer to the dog with the rope and the bone. And, of course, the dog. California has all the extra ones they filled up with skeletons when they did the rehab. And immediately in front and to the left, we see a kind of a, um, a gel cell looking fortress. There's two uh, soldier looking guys all tied up on chairs inside the fortress where the treasure is. And we see a couple of pirates. We see two pirates kind of sitting on each other, all propped up, shooting their guns. Behind them, we have another pirate who is sitting in a chair. And you can see his toes wiggle. And then behind him is another pirate sitting in a chair. There's a parrot in there somewhere. Where's the parrot? And then we're going right up to the exit area, which is a different area from where we loaded. And there we go. We go up a speed ramp, which takes us back into Adventureland and through the pirate-themed gift shop. Now, the Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom version of Pirates from load to unload is about eight and a half minutes long. So it's considerably shorter than the version that we did at Disneyland. Ten minutes shorter, is that right? Well, yeah, it's about half the length of the one in California. So that is a lot of little stuff that they left out. So it really is kind of a Reader's Digest, abridged version of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, if you want to get a better idea about how they sound, I will have a follow-up podcast after this one in the next couple of days that will just contain the audio ride-throughs of both the Disneyland and Disney World version of Pirates of the Caribbean without me talking all over it. But for now, that is a park-hopping, audio-narrated ride-through of both United States Pirates of the Caribbean attractions. Maybe I can get Steve in England or somebody to send me in the audio from the one over in... Um, Paris, or maybe the one in Tokyo, something like that might be fun to compare. What do pirates sound like in French? Probably the same. I think R translates just as well. And if you're interested in pirates, and you like funny pirates, um, check out piratecomedyshow.com. That's a uh, an act, a show that we do at Renaissance Festivals that started out kind of as a, a parody of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie and of course it has references to disney and and small world and stuff like that in it we perform it at renaissance festivals here in the midwest and shopping malls and places like that so we have a podcast over at piratecomedyshow.com which every week is you know a five to ten minute attempt at being funny or at least uh, an attempt to be intentionally funny so i guess that's pretty much it for now now the next time you're at disneyland or disney world and you decide to ride pirates especially if you get there before it goes down to be upgraded in the beginning of March, uh, be sure to shoot some extra video and take some extra pictures because this is a perfect example of when something you like, love, or hate, if you hate the pirates, um, could go away or be changed forever, just like when it comes back in June and July with figures that represent characters from the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie part two. So, for now, I think that'll do it for me. Be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can check out over 29,000 pictures from Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, including a whole bunch of photos taken at Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean, um, as well as you can see the video that these uh, ride-throughs came from. The one from Florida is done in night vision, so you can see everything all the way through, and then there's several different versions from Disneyland, and including some 3D ones I'll get posted at some point in the future. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 27, Dueling Pirates. Thanks for listening. Another crappy podcast production. 
be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting podcasts. Wow, this one was like 45 minutes. That's the longest one I've ever done. I guess it helps when you're, you know, using Disney rides that are 18 minutes long. See you later.